Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the show. Today, I'm joined by Jackson Warren. Jacko is currently on the TV series SAS Australia, which a lot of the country is currently tuning into. It's a it's a very exciting show to watch. I mean, there's a lot of mental and physical challenges on the show, and um, I hadn't caught up with Jacko for a while and thought that it'd be really cool to just chat to him about the mental and physical challenges of the show, his expectations going in, and then also his experiences and, um, I guess, some takeaways from um, this series. So hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please do take a screenshot of the show, post it up on your Instagram story for me, tag myself. Tag Jackson, and of course, tune into the show if you're listening to this in real time. Hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Jacko, welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, mate. It's it's a it's a lovely it's a lovely thing to see your face after a long time. But how are you, man? DK, likewise. Thank you for having me. It's very good to see your face too. It's been very, very way too long. Way too long. Has been way too long, and um, obviously today. You know, I'd love to to chat about the show, the show that everybody seems to be talking about at the moment, SAS Australia, and um, and also just have a bit of a catch up, man. But um, firstly, when uh, like, how are you feeling at the moment? Towards the show, I'm feeling very accomplished. Like I've got, I'm just so happy that for training for so long, I was probably training every single day since January. Then that when you went, found out. I found it in November last year, oh, yeah. but it wasn't, that was when I got the call up saying, blah, blah, blah. Would you like to do something like this? Yeah. And then it wasn't confirmed till about December. Yeah. But then it really got real January when everyone was like, okay, this is happening. You're doing this, this is where we're meeting, blah, blah, blah. So I was training religiously since January. I only went out a few times, wasn't really drinking or doing anything. But then when we went to New Zealand in March, originally to film it, COVID happened. So we had to come home Okay. and then we were in lockdown. Um, but I, I was lucky enough to have some weight. So I was training religiously March, April, May, uh, June, July, August, all up until we started in August. So I had six months more to train. That's elite. And so you, so, um, so you went over to, where did you do it in August? Where did you film it? It was in the snowy mountains in Jindabyne, New South Wales. Yes. Yeah, so I drove and took my weights with me because I had to self-isolate for two <laughs> weeks in a um, little apartment. So yeah. I took my weights and my playstation and tv and yeah nice man and so when did you so how long in total was the obviously we're going into a bit more detail after but how long in total were you like there for on the show at the snowy mountains like how long were you away for i left i can't tell you when i came back yeah but i left july 31st okay that gives me fuck all. Um, thanks. Um, no, it's okay. So, so since you've been back, obviously we can't go into too much detail about that. No, 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 no. I know that. I know that. I know that. What I was more so trying to get at is like, how long has it taken you to recover since you've been back? And like, um, like, oh, how, how are you? How are you feeling? Like, since you've been back, and then like, um, you know, the amount of load that you put your body and mind through, like on the show, has yeah. has it been more difficult to to recover from than what you expected? Well, when I came back, I probably took about four or five days off doing anything and was just lying in bed, sleeping, eating, watching, didn't do absolutely anything, didn't leave the house at all. Yeah. But then I tried lifting a weight, like I got on the bench and I couldn't even do 40 kilos. I couldn't even get, I got, I did my warm up on 20, but then when I got to 40 kilos, I went, oh, and my, my triceps and arms were shaking. My chest was like, yeah. please stop. 
<laughs> so I did, I tried, I did like three or four reps and I just went, no, nah, no way. My body rejected it so much. But then I went back like a week later and started with arms and I was just doing little stuff just yeah. to sort of get this stimulation and remind my muscles, don't worry, you're still a little bit strong, blah, blah, blah. But I haven't trained properly since July, probably. Like haven't done a proper yeah. workout since July. It was very physically demanding you- because what, what I'm sort of showing in the show yeah. is the four to five kilometer runs to and from all the tasks. It's not like we just got into the car and then we got out of the car and then we did the challenge. It was, we got out of the car and then we ran four or five kilometers with our backpacks on with wet boots mm. to what we had to do. And then when we finished that running back, like yeah. we did so much running, so much running. Yeah. When you were training in the lead up for it, did they give you an idea of what style of training you should be ready for? Or did you just kind of go, fuck, I'm going to get strong relatively. Did you do any cardio and stuff or were you just lifting weights? Yeah, no, I was doing cardio as well because as preparation as well, I was watching all the UK series. They've done five seasons on that already. Oh, yeah. And all that, there's so much running. And whenever you're running or walking anywhere, you've always got your Bergen on, which is yeah. a 20 kilo backpack. Yeah. So I was walking around. Grab your school bag and chuck a few books in. Yeah, that's literally what I did. I grabbed a bag and put around 25, 30 kilos on because I knew it wasn't going to be heavier than 20, mm. but it wasn't going to be lighter than 20. So I tried to make it a little bit heavier just to adapt to it already. Yeah. So I was doing that, but when you're actually there, there's so many more factors that yeah. come in. It's not just yeah. it putting your backpack and running. You're mm. hungry, you're tired, you're cold. You just failed a task. You just passed a task. So yeah. Someone just left. There's yeah. Whole, it's this a lot of stuff we'll touch on that soon man so before when you found out you were going on the show initially did you wait did you have to apply or did you get asked did someone just reach out i got asked someone okay reached out. so so when someone asked and reached out i'm assuming you had a choice to say yes or no so mm-hmm. for you what was the reason that you wanted to do it like why why did you say yes well i was i was with dad in england when i got the call up in october yep and then as soon as we've got off the phone call i got up on youtube like sas highlight reel and I was watching it with dad and he's gone, no way. There is no way you're jumping out of helicopters. There's no way you're going in this cold water. You hate cold water. What foods are you going to eat? You don't eat the foods. How are you going to last? You can't run, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. And slowly after him seeing me, just more passion, how much more I really want to do it and how much work I was willing to put in. He was mm-hmm. like, okay, you can, you can sort of do it. That's awesome, man. So, yeah. You mean you touched something, touched on something there, which we've got to talk about, mate. So six food groups, whatever the fuck you said. I mean, you, when I first met you and you told me this, I was in, <laughs> I was in disbelief. I thought about this for about a week. I was like, there is no chance. So I'll, I'll touch on a few of the questions that people asked after. But what yeah. fucking hell, man? I mean, what, what are this? What are the food groups that you do eat? And when you also tell everybody the food groups that you supposedly haven't eat or don't eat. I don't think, yeah. I mean, fuck, I had a hard time believing this, but it's, it's, it's incredible. I can't believe it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I have, okay, <laughs> toast, cereal, eggs, bacon, pizza, pasta, lasagna, burgers, apples. That's probably it. And there'd be like, like obviously, chips and chocolate, but like they're probably the main. That's what I eat every day. Like, I, yeah. And what food, like, what are some, like, pretty common foods that you've, like, never eaten? Oh, vegetables, steak, sushi, oranges. But on the course, I've tried pineapple, tomato soup, rock melon, Fucking mandarin. Hell. Open you up to a whole know. new world, mate. So you reckon uh, you've, ne- you don't, you know, you've never had a steak? 
No, but I had mini stakes on the first night of the course. Well, thoughts? And they were actually really you mean smashing them since you've been back or what? I've had one. Brooks, because I live alone, but Brooks moved in with her boyfriend. She cooks a lot. And so she cooked a steak on like the second or third night I got back and it was actually really good. Unreal, It was mate. actually really young. Well, you yeah. might need to just uh, open up that menu, mate, and see, see how you go. <laughs> Try a few new things. What, um, yeah, even leading into the show, were you trying to like nail your nutrition or you just kept it to those, um, those food groups? Well, well, I was keeping it to those food groups because I wanted to try and get as heavy as possible Yeah. because I knew on the show I was going to lose a lot of weight. Like they said, you'll probably lose around five to 10 kilos. So I was trying to put on as much weight as possible. So I'm stronger for when I'm carrying the backpack yeah, and yeah. I'm losing weight, like a little skinny. Cause I didn't want to go on the show, like say a shredded 76, 77 and then lose to, and having to carry a 20 kilo backpack and then losing 10 kilos, I'd come back like mm. a skeleton. Like I was, was that, so not was going into the challenge. What was your biggest fear mentally and physically like to separate the two, like physically, what were you scared of the most, even though like kind of, um, you yeah. know, not knowing exactly what was, what was ahead and then mentally, what were your doubts or worries? Physically, I'd probably have to say the amount of running and hiking we were going to be doing because I know going up against Mitchell Johnson, Honey Badger, like all of these proper athletes who have been doing it their entire life, running and all that stuff, they would, they would be so much more ahead of me in that category. So I have to yep. work more towards that. And I yep. didn't want to always be fast. So that was probably what I was most scared of physically. But mentally, probably socialising, like going into an environment where I didn't really know anybody, had mm-hmm. to meet them for face value, get to know them, form relationships, do tasks with them. Because I don't know if you know, but I'd get really awkward in big yeah. environments and meeting people. Yeah. After the first day, we got along with them really, really well. And I'm happy with myself that I can all call them now really good friends. That's awesome. And, and that was kind of leading into my next question. So what was the actual, um, what was it like with the group? Did everyone get along pretty well? Was everybody, was everybody kind of open to, to chatting and getting to know each other? Or were people, I don't know, competitive? Were they kind of shy? Like how yeah, was well, the feel between the group? Well, it wasn't really, there wasn't any competitiveness because it wasn't, if you're first, you're the best, or if you're last, you're the worst. It was mm. all getting done as a group. Yep. Because so much teamwork involved. If one person stuffs up, everybody stuffs up. Or if one person does something great, everybody else should strive towards it and do great as well. Yep. It, it, in that environment as well, it's so hard not to get along or want to get to know everybody because you're in such yeah. a small quarter, you're doing everything. It's almost it's like um, I, I, I can't imagine, I don't know if, if this is what it was like, but you know, I went and did um, uh, a couple of years ago, I went and did a Wim Hof um, course, yeah, how day, day oh. course. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. But like at the start of the day, you kind of like got the feel and you got the, and even like the instructors and stuff kind of said that like, leave your ego at the door. Don't worry about who you are. Don't worry about what you should do. Don't worry about anything yeah. else apart from like, just this is we're a group now. And nothing mattered like not didn't nothing mattered at all about who the other people were or what they did or what job they had or whether male or female or whatever so like for you when you're on the show is that kind of what it was like everyone just left their ego at the door it was like we're just we're, everyone's the same that was the best part yeah. as soon as we got there we were given a number yeah we were just a number we weren't a name we weren't anything to them we were just a number they didn't care what we were who we were what we did followers money they don't care about that stuff that's why they give us a number because then we're all on the same playing level from the day one 
because if number seven does really well, number eight does really well, but number 13 does really badly, but number 13 might be more famous or more fitter or something. So there's none of that. It's you're a number and that's what they call you the entire time you're on the course. So I know I really like as face value as well. There was no expectation, no anything. It was just number three. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You uh, you're number three, yeah. So you are you in contact with um with anyone post show? Like, is there any people on that you met that you reckon that you'll probably start like continue to, to form a relationship with afterwards? Yeah, all of them. We've all got group chats. We all talk cool. to everybody on the daily. I got really close with a guy called Merrick Watts. I was calling him dad on the show. He's like a radio TV guy. But in Melbourne, there's only two of them. There's only two girls yeah. in Melbourne, and we're in lockdown. But the rest yeah. are in Sydney, Perth, Gold Coast. But it's cool because when travel does open up, I would feel comfortable flying to one of those states and having dinner with one of them. Which is probably something you wouldn't have done before, like just opening yourself no up like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no way. That's awesome, man. So from um, the, what, what's been shown on TV and stuff so far, like what you can talk about, I guess, what yeah. so far, what on the show, like what has, what was the most kind of like challenging physically? And then um, again, mentally, what, what was the most challenging out of those? So far. Um, physically, probably I had to fight Shannon Ponton, mm-hmm. um, ex uh, biggest loser host. He was yep. the PT on that. Yep. And we were the last two or the second last two to fight. And I was like, hoping I got Shannon cause we were about similar height. And I was like, please pick me with Shannon. Please pick me with Shannon. And then they did. And then when we were gloving up, I looked over to the right, everybody and they were like, Oh no, oh no, this isn't good. And then we we're about <laughs> to fight. He just bashes the shit out of me. I'm like, Oh <laughs> God, and he was destroying me. And then anyway, when we stopped, uh, he, the people were saying he's had professional boxing matches before. And I go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh. Got what you, got what you like, asked for, man. Exactly. Be careful what you wish for. But that was probably how much, like the most physical pain I was in. But I was fine after it. But just being punched in the face and in the body because you, they tell you not to stop. They just say, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So I did that. But then... Mentally, probably the food because I actually didn't know what I was going to eat. Eat, and if I didn't eat, it's not like they were going to say, "Here's an apple." Yeah, here's a oh, burger. Here's your right. pizza. You drop off it's the like, macros no, on the way back. You don't eat it. You're not eating it. Yeah, so, that. But I managed to get through both of them. A client that I was talking to, a client that I had this morning, um, had a, had a question which which I kind of like and. Mm. you know like when in a normal environment when you're stressed and you got anxiety or you're like you're heightened and you and your um your cortisol levels are up and stuff you're in fight or flight like yeah. you don't you don't think about anything other than the you narrow your focus into exactly what you're worried about you forget where you yeah. are you forget who you're with you forget you know you, you just, a lot of people act out of character because because they completely just focus on exactly what they're thinking about so knowing that it was yeah. a t- knowing that it was a tv show when you're doing all these things, do you just kind of lose that focus of the fact that there's cameras on you and that like it just kind of goes and you just focus on the task at hand. You almost forget about the fact that it's being filmed or are you thinking well, about that? From the first 
minute of when we were still in our civilian clothes and they put the bag off our head and we were looking at the helicopter about to jump out of it. As soon as you're in, as soon as that happened, no one on, no one on the entire team thought this is a TV show. No one was going on there for the TV show experience because there was no cast to a production interaction at all. The only interaction we had with someone producing the show was the people changing our microphones every couple of hours and we weren't even allowed to speak. So there was no communication to that. And there was also no cameras as well, like in our face at the campsite. It was all fixed cameras. So you don't, you're not thinking about, oh, should I say this? Should I say that? Because I think that's all right. I think that's what a lot of people would like about it. I mean, you know, these days reality TV um, is pretty saturated, but it is all, let's be honest, it is, a lot of it is kind of like, not fully, but a lot of it gets scripted. A lot of it is, um, you know, like it's, it's, it's brought on. It's, it's, it's drama based. It's all like perception of how it's edited and stuff like that. Whereas this way around, it's like it is what it is. Like there is, like you said, there's no, there's no communication between people. There's no like, oh, we're going to try and make sure that that Jacko wins or anything like that. It's like if he fucked up on the first, like if he's the first one out, he's the first one out. Who cares? Like how much people like him? Exactly, and that's exactly what you saw in the first episode. Like two girls broke, and they could all three girls on the last two episodes. Like Chappelle, Roxy, Narabella, they couldn't last anymore and they VW'd. And it just shows there was no one saying, no, 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 Chappelle, stay on the show because if you're on the show, get more views. Or no, Roxy, we paid you lots of money. You have to stay. There was none of that. If you're off the show, you're off the show. Mm-hmm. And it was, that's why it was so up to you. And that's why I'm excited for everybody else to see because everyone does so well. Like they all do so good. And, that, and it's not a TV show at all. Like it's, I got asked the question, how's it going to go? against MasterChef and all these other TV shows. But people, it's so have different. Said, people have already said they've never watched any TV shows, but they're going to watch this. After the first episode, they want to watch the entire rest of the series because it's, it's so real and authentic. Yeah. You, can't, you can't fake it. You can't. Yeah. It's just, it's really, it was really, really good. That's awesome, man. And since you've, um, since you've been back, like what since this, it started airing, um, what was it this this week started this week started yeah. airing yeah no. what's um what's the response been so far like have you been have been getting good response is it kind of what you expected yeah the first episode i wasn't in it much but people yeah. were saying so cool because obviously even if they don't show me in the first episode i still had to do what they did yeah i still had to i still had to do it all do that shit so yeah yeah all, yeah so they're all like it's so cool to get out of your comfort zone blah 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 and then on the second episode, when I tried the soup, they're like, oh my God, I've <laughs> known you for 10 years and you've never tried anything new. And now you're trying soup on national television. Like, so proud of you. Well done. I think <laughs> the response has been good. But yeah, but the response has been so good because it's, and especially during lockdown, no one's had anything to watch. Everyone's watching Netflix. And this is that mm. little bit of excitement and entertainment for people's lives. It's been cool to, be a part of something that's going to be so big. And they've just confirmed a season two and only after two episodes. So that's the great. response from Australia has been awesome. Like over a million people have tuned in both nights, which is that's, awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, and yeah. what was like outside of, uh, I don't know, you said before running, but like, uh, I want to know like outside of running, were you, were you, was there anything you, was in your mind apart from the food? Okay. It's apart from food, socializing and running. We'll, we'll count those out. Was there anything you kind of just go on like, fuck, if we have to do this, then because you, you said you'd watch so many of these episodes and you kind of yeah. had an idea of what goes on. Like, was there anything else you kind of thought yourself? 
shit, this will be full on. The cold water, the amount yeah. of the just waking up every single day, knowing you're going to be in two, three degrees cold water. Then you have to get out of that kit into your dry kit. Then you have to carry that kit and then you have to go back to the accommodation and hang it up on the fireplace and make sure it gets warm. And then if you don't warm up your clothes, you're going to be doing the next task cold and just constantly being cold. That's a, that was probably yeah. the it for me because I didn't, like I did some Wim Hof breathing methods and stuff like yeah. that leading up to, so I could adapt to cold water. But when you're, when someone's yelling at you, like you got a lot of, yeah, just blasting it. You were saying, do this, do that, get in the cold water, jump off this helicopter, all that stuff. It was so intense. Cause you can't go, wait, hang on, hang on. Let me do my breathing methods. Like you yeah, don't yeah. have time for that. Yeah. Go, go, go. So probably the constantly being cold and the cold water stuff. Cause I'm fine with heights. I'm fine with being claustrophobia. Like I'm good sleep wise. What about sleep? Like, cause usually I'm assuming you'd get a decent amount of sleep. You were talking to me before yeah. about your daily your daily um, timetable at the moment, and it seems pretty. <laughs> well, how was that yeah, with sleep? There's not much happening in my day to day now, but on the show, I don't think I probably slept the first three days because I probably slept maybe two or three hours in total, like proper sleep, because the lights went out at 10 and they turned on at six. But you know, when you go to sleep, they're going to come in and wake you up. They're going to come in and say, Parade Square in five minutes, and what you see. In what, yeah, what, in what the episode you just saw is we were only asleep for like an hour or two hours before they came in and saying, get out and like parade square in five minutes. So just that constant not being able to go fully asleep. On edge. You know, you, yeah, just on edge and it's just so high alert. Your brain's so thinking, oh, I'm going to be up soon. I'm going to be up soon. So you can't yeah. go to sleep. But after running 10, 15 kilometers, doing all this cold water stuff, being punched in the face, murder ball, rugby, you want to sleep, you like, like your body is so physically exhausted. Yeah. Craving sleep, yeah. Yeah. So then they deprive you and they don't feed you. Like we were getting three, four hundred calories a day, burning so like they just deprive you of everything. Mm. That's why it was so good. They broke yeah. all the barriers to start up from zero, build our way up. You feel like from that experience you've leveled up a fair bit in terms of mental and physical capabilities, in terms of like what you what you now realize. I guess the question there is I'll reword it. Do you feel like you've got a better understanding of how much more you're actually capable of compared to what you thought you were before? Oh yeah, I there was so many moments on the course where I just proved myself wrong and going in with there having like a certain I always had like no expectations and you'll never be disappointed. Yeah. Say my goals, you know, last the whole course, but I did not get upset, or if it was one day and I got to two days, I'd be so happy. So just sort of having no expectations, but there was so many moments where like the cold water I was saying before, which I wasn't comfortable with doing. I did it all jumping out of the helicopters. If you're afraid of heights, people did it. There was just so many moments where you got through it. So when you get back to the accommodation, there was so much sense of accomplishment. Shit, yeah. And the DS as well, when they see you struggling in your past, they, they don't ignore it. They go, well done. Like, yeah, good job. Yeah. And then and that also a sense of adrenaline. Like if he believes in me, I can do it as well. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, mate, before we wrap it up, I've got a couple of, um, I put up a, uh, a story on Instagram yesterday to get people to send through some questions and I actually haven't yeah. had a look through them yet, but I'm going to choose a few out of here now. Um, we've kind of already touched on it, but what was the number one lesson you took away from the experience? First one. The number one lesson, probably my time management. Like what we had to do in five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes 
I would be doing back home in two, three hours. Yep. So they were asleep and then they say parade square in five minutes and we have to get out of our beds, pack our beds back, fill up our water bottles, get into our dry kit. Like all of that that we had to do in five minutes. Yeah. I brought back here because you can go on your phone for half an hour and it feels like one minute. But if you just drop your phone, what you can achieve in one hour at your house or what in your everyday life, if you prioritize your time correctly, you just do, you achieve so much more because we do have so much time, especially in lockdown. hundred percent. You mentioned it uh, briefly a bit earlier, but again, I just want to touch on it because I think it's crazy. Uh, how much, what was your, what was the difference in weight from start to end of show? I went in, so I originally went in 85, but then I had to do self-isolation for two weeks in Jindabyne. And I probably got to like 83, 84. I didn't really lose much because I was still eating and training. Yeah. But I came back around 76. So I lost around probably eight to nine kilos. And I was just like my traps and my arms are just, I just felt like jelly. Everything was jelly. That's mental, bro. That's a lot of weight in, in, in a relatively short period of time. Yeah. And you put it back, you put a, put a bit back on now. Yeah, I put a bit back on now, but it's just when you're on the course, there's no sleep, the no yeah. food, energy in, energy out, yeah, stress, everything, yeah, all of it. But it's it's cool because you can look at yourself in the mirror. Like when I got back to the like and was back home and looking in the mirror, my body was a representation of how hard I went on the course. Like I, if I came back and I was big and strong, I knew I didn't use as much energy as I should have. Yeah. You want to come back with an empty tank. Yeah. Yeah. I was so depleted and like no disappointment from anything on the course. I was just so happy. Yeah. And it was just such a perfect, it was just awesome. Fantastic mate. And then the last one here um, before we leave you to the rest of the day is um, how did you manage to control your mind in such an uncontrolled and unconventional environment? Um, were, you, were, like, were, you, were you actively doing things like between tasks or even while you're running and just trying to to keep calm to not let like that negativity or self-doubt and stuff kind of take over or were you just kind of just going with the flow not really because you can't because i've watched the show heaps of times i sort of knew what tasks we would be doing but obviously it's not going to be in the same order so when you finish a task if you try and think okay so the next task we're going to be running 20 kilometers and then going in this boat and picking someone up or whatever we're doing, you can't think like that because mm. if it doesn't happen, then you're like, well, shit, what are we going to be doing then? So you just have to take each blow after blow, just step by step. Just don't get the number one task or thing I could tell someone if they do the next season or some advice would be don't get overwhelmed. Just go so slow and just do it step by step. Just go one after another. Don't, think okay if i do this then what's it going to be over here just mm. step by step because if you if you overthinking would yeah, be yeah. The probably thing in there if you're overthinking so much like oh did i say the wrong thing or is that person not like me because i didn't or i failed this task or the well i wonder what the ds think about me just go in there for yourself and also to test yourself physically and mentally and just yeah step by step fuck yeah man I love that. Thanks, Jacko. Appreciate you coming on the show today, man. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the rest of the, the series and um, looking forward to catching up, man. We'll have to get a few sessions in and, and, um, and, and lift some, some weights again. Get some muscle back on you.
I need my muscles back. So if you can just give me some of your muscles and put it onto me or give me some exercises to do. I haven't been able to find one either. So we can see we both go and search for them if we need. Um, guys, thanks yeah. so much for tuning in to today's episode. Um, if, you've, yeah. if you've enjoyed the show, which I'm sure you have, post a, a picture on your Instagram story for me. Tag myself, tag Jacko. And um, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you.